Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And she's super excited about it and doing yeah, some little her dance, dance move here. over I don't here. Know what's happening? I'm listening to the music in my heart. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not weird at all. You don't ever no. have to just <laughs> dance it out sometimes? No, not when I'm sitting at a table podcasting with other people, no. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I need to be like, it's my, my dance time wake up break. Anyway, I'm Sarah. <laughs> 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 and uh, I love watching Patty dance. Not really. As about as much as I love YA. Oh. 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 <laughs> My dance moves are amazing, but y'all can't see them. It's fine. You probably don't want to. <laughs> Just use your imagination. Be glad it's not a TV show. <laughs> well, guess what, Sarah? What? I am reading <laughs> a book you're going to be super excited about. <laughs> a Court of Silver Flames <laughs> by Sarah J. Mass. <laughs> Since you think I've been reading this for seven years. <laughs> I'm on the last book that's been published so far, and I'm almost done with it. But I really love this one, and this one's Nesta's story. So, it, uh, and it does still have all the same characters. There's a few new additions, but this is the one where I can really see now why it's classified as adult. The others are spicy, but this one is like spicy, spicy, <laughs> caliente. Like, yeah. <laughs> Then I'll be done and I'll be I'll stop talking about Akatar, okay? And then she can move right into Throne of Glass and read all. There's gotta be more. There's always more. (laughs) Well, it is an ongoing story, but there are Mm. no new books yet. Yet, you know you want to. You know you just want to read. Just have a Sarah J. Moss summer. I do, but I also want to read those books, like from my subscriptions that are sitting on my bottom shelf. So, oh, okay. I was like those books before I start another big (laughs) series like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna at least read a couple more. Of okay. my bottom shelf books. Bottom shelf books. I know that sounds great, but it's because I haven't shelved them in the regular books yet because I'm not sure if they're keepers. No, I was thinking it was a great name for like a bookstore, bottom shelf books. Well, there's <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. It's when I win the lottery and okay. I open my bookstore slash bar slash Oh, just bookstore bar. Dance studio. Dance studio. <laughs> <laughs> it will be called bottom shelf books. <laughs> Or you can shake your bottom. <laughs> you can <laughs> bottom shelf lick or bottom shelf books. There shake you your bottom. go. Although <laughs> sounds like something I will love I don't hearing know about. But you want to be like bottom to. shelf liquor. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this book uh, this uh, whole podcast for young people who can't drink yet? Yes, mostly there are adults who listen. So sorry about that. Okay, but back to the main podcast. Sarah, are you reading anything right now? That I sounded am. very southern. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Are you reading anything right now? I got me a little book here. No, I am reading something right now. It's called The Sacrifice. You know me. <laughs> <laughs> that, I can just look at that book and be like, yep, that's a Sarah book. Jagged scary. It's by Rin Chupeco. And this is about um, a teen living in the Philippines. And there are some people from America that show up on this island that is uh, haunted and spooky and full of 
full of weird supernatural happenings. And they are filming a reality TV show about hauntings. So there's a lot of people there for questionable motives. And the teen involved uh, has to, they know about how this island works. And uh, they're trying to help the foolish Americans survive. Those foolish Americans. Foolish, foolish Americans. Trees that come to life, monsters that eat people, things that disappear, and a uh, non-binary main character. If that's all something you're interested in, books set in foreign places, check out The Sacrifice. Patty, what about you? This is quite the lead up. I am assuming it's a Soviet cop story. (laughs) Based on that face, she's is making. it Rainbow Row? Because we <laughs> talked about this. Is it another podcast book? Star Trek fan fiction. Oh. <laughs> it's a totally different place. Catherine, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you have anything. Do you have anything you'd oh. like to add about the Star Trek fan fiction? Star Trek fan fiction. There you go. <laughs> Catherine. It's really good. I've already I've been done mine. It a oh. Lot. <laughs> oh, that's right. You were I talking started. about Sarah Moss. And I was like, oh, embarrassed, but that's what I've been reading okay. the past week. Well, what are we talking about this week, people? I don't know, Sarah. You tell me. You picked it. I did pick it. We are talking about the book Swing, a novel in verse by Kwame Alexander with Mary Rand Hess. And this is a book uh, about a boy and his friend who are in high school. They wanted to make the baseball team. That doesn't quite work out. They, um, Noah ha- Noah's the main character. He has a crush on a girl who's his best friend. See if that works out. I'll read you guys the, how about I read, just read it. How about it? How about, how about it? How, how about, about I just read how it? How about you just read that <laughs> description? All right, here's the description from the back of the book. Walt is confident this is the year that he and Noah will gain athletic fame and woo the girls of their dreams. Despite the fact that they were cut from the high school baseball team and Noah's crush, Sam, has him firmly in the friend zone. Not to mention, Walt's plan relies on a podcast on love and a steady diet of jazz music. While Walt works on his swing, Noah settles in for a year of status quo until he finds a stash of old love letters. Each page contains words he's always wanted to say, and he begins secretly creating artwork using the lines that speak to his heart. But when his private art goes public, Noah is forced to decide, continue his life in the dugout and possibly lose the girl, or take a swing and make his voice heard. At the same time, American flags are being left around town. Noah can't shake the feeling something big is happening to his community especially after seeing events that hint divides and prejudices run deeper than he realized. As everything shifts around them, Noah and Walt must decide what is really true when it comes to love, friendship, sacrifice, and fate. Cover talk. I like the cover. The cover looks happy. Okay, so the cover is blue. It's got a picture of Walt on the cover, um, who is Noah's best friend. And uh, wearing headphones and, I guess, going to school, there's a backpack. And then in behind him are pictures of um, instruments, stylized pictures of instruments, because he loves, as we find out, jazz music and things like that. And his backpack has a baseball bat in it. Right. There you see it. Mm-hmm. I like the cover. I think it's, uh, you know, very contemporary and, and, and I, looking. And I like how it's in red, white, and blue, so it's mm-hmm. part of the... I don't know, plot is about those American flags. Exactly. 
I would pick I would pick this book up based on the cover. I would have picked it up based on the cover too. Me too. And then spoiler there's this podcast is gonna be full of spoilers this time around. Okay. So if you haven't read Swing and you want to read Swing and you don't like spoilers, turn this off. Listen to a different episode. Come back after you've read Swing. Because yeah. I don't have a way um, to talk about this book without spoiling some stuff. Because I'm just going to say, I was really loving this book. I got really, like, invested in these characters. Even though, I mean, it is a novel in verse, so you're not, like, getting a lot of words on the page. But the end of this book uh, destroyed me. Yes. Emotionally devastated. Like, Bad. cried for 15 minutes. No, I cried for hours. Like hours I, i'm no, still upset about it i couldn't stop crying like just and then <laughs> i went to talk to ross and i was like trying to tell him about it and then i started crying again and then just periodically all night i cried about it i am so sorry yeah and like i think part of it is I'm getting teary right now i <laughs> i loved walt so so much. much so much i was like this kid is a kid i would have been friends with in high school like mm-hmm. he would have been part of my social group that I I loved him so much. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> and it all comes like at the end and like the last like I don't know, 10 pages. Yeah, it's out of the blue. And like I was reading this book. I think why I keep getting upset about it is I keep thinking about this book and I keep thinking about how not only is it devastating for Walt and his like Walt Walt dies, Walt gets shot by the cops. Just so you know, for no, dumbly for no, for no reason. reason, and it, we can well, talk about that later. But it's dumb. Yeah. But I'm like, so Walt's life is destroyed. But even before that, I think back to the fact that Walt's brother could have gone to the majors. He could have gone into professional baseball, but instead he chose to go into the military, and the military destroyed him and his life. And now, and like because of that. Walt's life gets destroyed. And then what doesn't happen is what happens next and how Noah's life is going to now be. He's wrapped up in a, in a shooting, you know, and so now he's dealing with that. And it's like, it's just going to be bad. It's going to be bad for a while. And it just, it's, it's so upsetting to me. I was so upset by the end of this book because I really loved this. And like, I love this book. Like emotionally devastating would recommend it to anyone. Just be, just have just some Kleenex. Be prepared. But be prepared. I mean, I know you said the military destroyed him. I don't know that it's fair to say the military destroyed him. His experiences, his experiences his ex- while in the military, yeah. like being his experiences in Afghanistan, in a war, in a war. And being in a war. Yeah. That is what destroyed him. Yeah, he's clearly suffering from PTSD. Right. Yes. In the and events of this book, some substance abuse. Like you get little snippets of yeah. his brother, but the scene at the end, Walt's like trying to help his brother they're in the middle of a baseball field he takes the baseball bat that his brother has from him he's holding a baseball bat the cops come up they say he has a weapon he drops the baseball he bat. drops the baseball bat but they say he has a weapon and they shoot him and noah makes the point like because he's being interviewed by the cops like because they're like he had a weapon he was like he had a baseball bat on a baseball field right that's what i don't i mean with nobody like, around that he's using, I mean, it wasn't being used as a weapon. Yeah. I mean, I took that, that they were there because they, because of the flags and mm-hmm. for right. reasons that I'm still not clear on. Everybody's very The flags about being the flags. set up around town, like 
yeah, have really got everybody bothered. super it's on like edge. A, which that's is, a crime that... Yeah, which is weird to me. I understand why you'd be like, hey, you can't put those flags out. But why you would be so Come in, forked up over it. Yeah, But I think, when I think about the fact that this book was written in 2018, right? Well, probably written in 2017, if we're talking about like when he was actually writing it. It came out in 2018. So he was like writing it in 2017, 2018 by a black man who's had, you know, that that sort of experience of like worrying about the police. I do, I think the fact that it kind of came out of nowhere and was unprovoked and for no reason. I get that's, that that's a point. I, I mean, mean, that is yeah. a point. That is what happens. I mean, I think that's why I'm so upset. But that's, that's <laughs> what I was saying. That's what like destroyed me yeah. and I mean I know that's probably what the book was supposed to do but it did like <laughs> it did it very like, well I'm still upset about it and I still think about it so maybe we should go back to the beginning and sort of talk about what the majority of this book yeah is about and I, like I just wanted to get that out there <laughs> <laughs> she's like I just need to talk about this because I was really upset by the end of this book yeah well just because we were talking I was talking about how happy the cover is yeah so you're, you're going into it thinking you're reading like this happy book about baseball, American flags, which I mean, people have a problem with. And then like destruction. I mean, it is mostly happy, I would say. Oh, God. I it's, really enjoyed it. Like yeah. I said, I was so like invested in these characters. I think the end is definitely a sharp left turn that, yeah. So brilliant writing. I mean, given that it's in verse and like I'm this invested in the story mm-hmm. and the characters. It's very took, beautiful poetry. Oh yes. my God, yes. And there, I need to buy a copy because I have a library copy, but there are so many things that I was like, God, that's just a a beautiful way to say that phrase, that turn of phrase or like the way they said that. I would love to go through and actually, I never really bothered to annotate or highlight books and stuff. And there's so many, so much in this book I would like to do that I was like, oh, that's a, I would like the way you said that. Or, this is a definitely reread because there's, so much stuff in there I really liked. And I love, I think the reason Walt's death gets to me so much is I loved his approach to life and yeah, how he just was just, the tattoo he got. Oh my gosh. Hug life. Hug life. I was like, yes, I love it so much. <laughs> I think it's sort of foreshadowed with his like um, obsession, I guess if it's the right word, with celebrity deaths or people from history that's true i did think it was very well done the way that he is he knows how people died and i the bike so that emotional gut punch is the end when you when you when he does how walt dies oh and then he's trying to he the whole time is trying to really seize life and do live as much as he can almost like you know you know that your time is limited I guess I just I I did not expect But I still I didn't see it coming. I'm just saying like that it's coming. that's a hindsight. These are hindsight observations. I did wonder. I actually thought it was going to be something. I thought his brother, I thought something was going to happen to his brother mm-hmm. because he has too. that party. So they throw a party and the cops end up coming and they handcuff Cruz, another character in the book and they mm-hmm. kind of make it like they're just again because of the flags. Because of the flags well, yeah, because of the flags, because he's removing a flag from his car and they think he's putting them on there. And he is a black boy in a white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And 
he gets like he they end up letting him go but they like handcuff him and bring him to the house and like they're just really awful to him and i and then like moses shows up and he's a little kind of crazy and i'm like oh moses is gonna get in trouble with the police that's what i thought was going to happen yeah and when cruz came in like they only let cruz go until noah vouched for him basically yeah the whole time with the flags i thought it i the whole time i thought it was his brother putting those flags around town mm-hmm I couldn't decide because I wasn't sure if his brother had been home that whole time. I think, I don't know. Somehow, somehow I just connected that. Because I it was don't the brother. know if we actually do know who was putting out the flags. Because like, it's not a guarantee that his brother was putting out the flags. His brother was just. Oh, I think it, it is. That. It says yeah. that his was brother he? was. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just there with a baseball bat. No, I think his brother was. Banner. And I think that's symbolic of him. Maybe that's what the flags are about. It's sort of them as young black men trying to say this country is for us too like we you know and the police getting so upset is because it's almost like this doesn't belong to you you know i could see it that not way. literally but this is yeah, you know the symbolism of the of the poem and i think of some novel. of it i think you can also see it as like someone who went and fought for their country right and then came back damaged because of what they'd seen and what yeah. they had to do and that was sort of for me one of I, I like this book, and like I said, I feel like the poetry is beautiful. Um, I do feel like it takes on a lot. There's a lot happening, and uh, sometimes it felt like, where are we going? Because, <laughs> And I don't know if that was because it all ties together in the sense that we're talking about all things that have to do with America. We're talking about baseball. We're talking about the military. We're talking about the flags. We're talking about jazz yes. music, you know? So I get how it all ties together, but it did sometimes feel like I have a lot of great ideas of things I want to say about these things. And I'm going to put them all into one book. See, for the most part, I kind of just ignored the flag plot enough. Like, cause I focus so much because Noah does because it Noah's very focused of- it's in the background. It's just mentioned occasionally. Mm-hmm. Like for me, this book, if I had to tell you what is this book about, it's like this book is about jazz and art, art and music and love and how they all kind of intersect and come together with some baseball thrown in. But like that's kind of what it's about because no one and, and teenager boys learning about feminism kind of like they're trying and like I did love that I loved the podcast the woohoo women that they listen to and like of course you need to listen to women to find out what women want and I was like and yes. crazy Floyd and, oh my god I was gonna say the cousin was and a character yeah co- oh Walt's cousin is just but like he also has some points about like you should listen to the women <laughs> and I just I and the whole time I was reading this and, you know, Noah's in love with his best friend and I was Sam. like, Sam, and the whole time I was like, Noah, I know you think Sam is the love of your life. I promise you she's not. I promise she's not. She is your best friend. She thinks of you like a brother. That's the way it's going to be. And, and like they tried it and I think Sam had a point, like. I think they're better off as friends and I don't know I was sort of shipping them I didn't think that it was I necessarily was like too. they were destined to never work I mean 
that was sort of a surprise when it I sort of like fell apart. Although I feel like it was realistic. More. Yes. But I but I did I didn't I necessarily don't ship her think, with oh, this is this was always they were always gonna I go. I don't like cruise either. I don't like no, cruise. I don't cruise, ship like her that with was cruise. part of the part of the issue is Maybe that yeah. he seems like such a poor choice. Oh, he's a terrible choice. He's a terrible choice. And you want her to be with Noah. I think it's really about Noah expressing himself like you know yeah. trying to be himself and trying like to like being true to himself exactly. and like showing people mm-hmm. his art because yeah, yeah. it's previously about, yeah. that was something that only his parents and yeah. Walt had seen right and so that's like yeah and then him being honest and everything even though I think his honesty in some ways cost him Sam when he was like oh those words those original words weren't my words they were from these love letters mm-hmm. but I don't but know if you guys I will say got realistically he did come on very strong with Sam. He yeah. did. And, and those poems are like I very been extreme Sam, with the love. Like if I had been Sam and that continued at that like intense level, I would have also been like. Yeah. You know, and the, the poems, the love poems and the art that he makes, which um, you can see illustrations of in the book. That's where I believe Mary Rand Hess comes in. She did the mixed media art for it. Which are, I would love to see some of these, like in my book, in color. it's just black and white, except right. for the very last one, which is in color. And I'm like, oh man, I'd love to actually see these. Like they're just, she's very good. They are beautiful, beautiful poems, but you're, you're right, Catherine. They are like a little intense when, I mean, he's had all these years to be in love with her, but she's just now considering this as an option. And mm-hmm, so right. it's a little much to be, you know, and that's, I think, where the, where the issue lies. He's already at a destination that she hasn't even considered yet, and they're just too far apart for the, this and to work. he wanted to spend, like, all of their free time together. Yeah. And, like, and it rang very to me, like, that idea of, well, I'm in the friend zone, and I don't want to be in the friend zone. And I'm like... She doesn't owe you her love, you know? And he never really says it like that because he, you know, it, it, but it comes across like that sometimes with when guys are like, oh, well, I'm a nice guy to her. I'm nicer to her than this. And I'm better than that guy. And I'm the nice guy. And she should be in love with me sort of thing. Um, which is a that for me, this is a my thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> is a pet peeve of mine. Um, so I was like a little bit like, oh, Noah, stop being this way. Well, I think that <laughs> he really needed, I think it was important for him to tell her how yes. he felt. And then it seems like, you know, They're in a she's good place maybe at the end. okay with this change to their relationship. There's not, you know, she's not the whole time like, no, this isn't going to happen. She yeah. kind of makes it seem like maybe this will happen. But then she kind of, you know, thinks about some things and talks to Cruz some more. And yeah. So I don't know that. Yeah. And I, I like, think that he he got signals from her that maybe this was going to be a relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was a relationship for a short right. time. But I did like, I liked their last conversation. I think it, it put them in a place where I think mm-hmm. they'll be okay. Because he's going to need his friends. Well, right now, like, at the way it ends, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't too cool, though, that she was, like, ghosting him. And then he shows up at her house and yeah. closes his Yeah. And she didn't so, have the yeah. well. And didn't tell him, and like, she's back in be town. Having that but conversation kind of lied right about then. where she was. Right. And, but yeah. I will say, so. I think back to, like, 
when I was a teenage girl, I was not good. No, well, I I'm think not, it's realistic. It is realistic. And it doesn't make her. No, it's, I'm just saying I didn't yeah. like it. No. no, it's not a nice thing to do. I was not a nice person as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> But it's very realistic. I think that's what I really like about this book is that they these characters feel very real. Did yeah. either of you listen to it? I did not, and I would I like to. to it, but it's read. It's read by the author, and it's really good. Because I think. What do you do when you come to the visual poems? You just listen to it. Mm-hmm. I would. I like mean, they talk about the art and how. Like, okay. For that letter or whatever, he gives them the art. The best poem but was the squirrel poem. I just assumed the. <laughs> I didn't realize until looking in my actual book that the poem was part of the art. Yeah. I thought the art oh. was in addition to the poem or the letter or whatever. So it was interesting to see that when I opened the book and flipped through it. Here's the poem. This is, this is not actually a good poem, but he tries it. It says, "Dear love, I want to lift you." Like, a, like wind. a window, climb inside your pain, chase you like a squirrel through Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and thankfully, Walt is there. He's like, what He's are like, you? What is this? No. 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 <laughs> He's like, this is trash. <laughs> but most of the poems, that one aside, and that one's deliberately written poorly, most of them are really exquisite. I think my favorite might be the one like the artwork and stuff the one that i really want to see in in color is the one it's a boat with a a moon and the sky is full of stars and i'm just like this is the one this Mm -hmm. is the one i want to see because i think it would be really pretty in color it's pretty in black and white and i would love to see it in color i did think it took me a little bit of time because the way there's a lot of dialogue and the way the dialogue is written is Noah and his thoughts and what he is saying. His dialogue and his thoughts are just in regular text. And then what everybody else is saying is in italics. Mm -hmm. And it took me a little bit, a couple of those, to figure out for it to flow easily for me. Like Mm -hmm. I would have to keep going back and be like, wait, that's that's Noah and that's Walt? Okay, that's... I'd have to try to listen to it and read it side by side to see how they did that on the audiobook, but I don't remember having many problems knowing who was talking. And it didn't take me very mm. long, but it did at first. Like it took me a couple like a couple of those conversations for me to really just get into it and be able to like just it took read me a it. minute at first trying to figure out or remember, okay, which one like jazz? Which one's which? which? One? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I really disliked Noah's grandmother. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Who's just like completely, she's, he, she his tries parents to go call out of town. He tries to call her for yeah. help. And she's, she's supposed like, to be watching Bye. him. And instead she's like, I'm sorry, I've got a card game. I've got a book club. I've got a, I've like got she my just, own life. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're good. I do have to admit though, I think the longest and loudest I laughed was his first conversation with his grandma when she's all like, Talking in caps at first, and he's like, "You don't, you don't need to yell at me." And she's like, "I can't turn it off." And then she does. But then I, she just, for some reason, when she says, "I was driving a school bus at your age. You're old enough to start taking care of yourself." I just thought it was so funny because I could just see this teenage kid like 
trying to talk to his grandma and his grandma being like, you're fine. <laughs> and I don't know why it struck me as just like, this is utterly ridiculous. I, I, this is, yeah. I laughed for a good five minutes. But he reaches out and asks her for help like a couple yes. times. And she's just like, yeah. Blows yeah. him off basically. Yeah. Because and he does, he's not really asking for help then. That's when he's just texting because he feels like he should text. Because right. that's the first conversation. But yeah, when he asks for help and needs help and she blows him off, mm-hmm. no, I don't. I didn't like that. She was a useless <laughs> grandmother. I did like, I did think it was interesting the way they get his parents out of the way. <laughs> Cause you have to get your parents out of the way. Yeah, they can't make him an orphan. So they just have them go off to Barcelona or Spain or something like that for three weeks or a month or something. And so I was like, Oh, okay. That's how, that's how we're gonna do that. Which is a little more realistic. I think. Yeah. My parents went off on a cruise when I was 17, left me alone for a week. with And they and they didn't so. try to leave him alone. They tried they to tried put the grandma in charge. Grandma she just was, was like, like peace I out. Because when they came home early, they were like, where's your grandmother? grandmother. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't I rat no grandma idea. out. I was like, oh, you rat grandma out. I would have been like, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> She's off your guess at a casino. <laughs> beats me. Last I heard, she was playing cards. Mm-hmm. So if you liked Swing, do, does anybody have any books they would recommend? I do. It's a little different. Um, and it's more of a middle grade. The kid in it is in sixth grade. Um, it's The Mysterious Edge of the Heroic World by E.L. Coingsburg, who also wrote The Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frank Weiler. And it has that same feeling of the importance of art and connection and stuff. I think um, it's about a, a kid named Amado Kaplan and he wants to discover something, you know, a, a fossil or a piece of art or a, a process or a place, just something. He wants to discover something to be special. And he ends up, becoming friends over the course of the book with this guy named William Wilcox, who is a very um, standoffish kid in his class. And William's mother owns like a business that goes into um, estate sales. And so there is a house, this person who owns this house, uh, Mrs. Zender, who hires William's mother to come in because she's going to have to go through all of her stuff, basically, and, and get rid of stuff. And for reasons we won't go into, Amado ends up helping William. And the two of them are going through this mansion that's just crammed full of just all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, and there's a story to go with every piece of stuff and then they get caught up in this story that involves this sketch and this young boy's life and an old man and um the nazis there they are (laughs) you know they're gonna show up um and it's just it's really good and it's one of those books that like it just feels it has a similar feeling to me like i think i think walt would enjoy the message of this book. <laughs> it just it's that same similar and and nobody nobody gets shot in it, so it's a little it ends a little less depressing. Spoiler. Way. Spoiler. It's a, it ends a little bit happier. 
but it's again, and it's good writing and it's just, it's one of those books that I'm like, God, this is really good. And I think even though it is technically a middle grade novel and it's technically about kids that are a little younger, I read this as an adult because I did not find this one, um, unlike Mrs. The Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basilie Frank Weiler, and I loved it. I thought it was really well written and really interesting, so I recommend. What about you, Catherine? I'm going to recommend Odd One Out by Nick Stone. It's not a novel in verse, but does have a trio of friends. Coop and Jupiter have been friends forever, and then there's new girl Ray. Both Coop and Jupiter befriend Ray, and then there's a bit of a love triangle that happens, but it's really a story about friendships, crushes, and discovering who you are. And a plus for me on this one is that it's not going to leave you sobbing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you do want to read books that are going to make you cry a lot, I recommend The Fault in Our Stars by John Green or Instructions for Dancing by Nicola Yoon. Oh, man. Yeah, those are those are two big so- Clearly, Catherine and I were very emotionally damaged by this well, book. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I like to read to escape, really. So I try not to read things that are going to make me like cry. <laughs> but you know what? Some people love to cry. So. I know. Well, that's why I'm saying. I mean, these books have their place and lots of people love them. So if you do want to cry and you haven't read those, check them out. Sarah, what do you recommend? Uh, I went more with the baseball kind of theme. <laughs> I do kind of love how we each picked out our the elements of yeah. the book that we connected to and like are like what yeah anyway I think that's interesting um this one I've just barely begun and I'm really enjoying it so far it's called Biggie by Derek E. Sullivan and it's about um a large boy who's in high school who um doesn't really want to do much other than get really good grades but he discovers he may have a talent for baseball and pitching so it's so far I'm like just barely begun it but um funny and entertaining and I have a feeling from the tone, nobody's going to die in this one either. <laughs> uh, but there's also one if you want a little bit more serious um, topics with your baseball. There's one, I have not read this at all, but it's called Mexican White Boy by um, Matt De La Pena. And so that involves baseball and high school, but also um, racial issues. So I have not read that one, but I have read other things by Matt De La Pena, and he is fantastic. So I'm willing to bet that that is a good one. And I would also, if you're looking for, like, you have to write your summer book report and you're going to do this, I would say you could compare Swing to a separate piece because you've got a character like, I think Finn is very much like Walt in that they're almost like this perfect character, but there's like a tragic thing happening at the end with, with them. Spoiling a separate piece for you, too. <laughs> I haven't read it. So. You know okay. what? I haven't Doesn't read that one like either. Oh no! I did not have to read that one for okay. school. Okay. Well, it's about two friends who are in boarding school, and there's you know, um, Finn is almost like a perfect person, and Jean is the main character who who likes Finn, but also sort of jealous of Finn. Which I don't know that that really compares um, in Swing. There's maybe a little bit, but not like not like in a separate piece. Anyway, Finn suffers a tragedy at the end. I do think this would be a very good, if you are looking for something that you need to read for school to like write on, mm-hmm. Swing would be very good. There's a lot of stuff in there that you could yeah. pull out and drill down and, and write about. For sure. It's definitely made me, I do want to kind of go through and make a playlist because mm. I am not as familiar with jazz 
because I am it's like and there were a couple of songs in particular that I went and looked up because I was like I don't know what that song is so like I, I went and found it and listened to it I was like that's kind of kind of fun so the oh. art I knew but I didn't know the the jazz I was gonna say I got on my name kick in the last episode um I love Walt's name Walt Disney Jones oh, oh yeah it's so great <laughs> it's so good it's another good name <laughs> I even love that he has decided to go by Swing. I'm like, okay, that's like you shouldn't give yourself a nickname, but it's a pretty good name. But Walt Disney Jones is a great name. Agreed. Well, do you guys want to hear what I picked for you for next episode? Oh, is it yes. emotionally devastating? I'm on the edge not of my seat. So far, okay. I have started it, so I can say not so far, and I'm almost done with it. So. If it's devastating, it's going to be another one like this where it's at the very end. <laughs> and nobody saw it coming. So I really hope not because I don't want two back to back. What are we reading next time? Uh, I wanted to pick a new debut novel to read, and I chose The Davenports by Crystal Marquis. Ooh. It takes place in a 1910 Chicago area, and the Davenports are one of the few black families with wealth and status in a changing United States. But it follows the story of four women trying to find their way and maybe find love, too, even if it's not where they're supposed to. That sounds good. I'm excited about this. This is one of the ones that I wanted to read. And nobody It's got a beautiful cover, end. but you'll get to hear more about the cover next time. It does have a very pretty cover. This is one that I would pick up based entirely on the cover. Just a reminder, if you've signed up for our Summer Reading Challenge, keep logging those books so that you can win uh, free books. You can win camping gear. And also check out and Beanstack our Spill It challenges where you can win cool bags full of YA-related things, including books signed by authors. So yes, we want it's you not too late. Make sure that you participate in that. If you haven't signed up, you can still do that. You have until August 15th. I want to give a big shout-out to everybody who has and who sent us emails about that. That's really great. We've gotten a lot of them. so And we love opening those. So thank you, thank you. You make our day every time we see an email from you. This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we spill the tea on a debut novel, The Davenports. Remember to like, review, and subscribe, and until next time, keep reading.